Hello and welcome to the next podcast in our mini-series, looking at the evolution of our best delivery program here at Clever Chance. And this time we are going to be looking at how our legal project management program has evolved since it first began in 2016, right up to today in 2020, moving into 2021. My name is Tom Slate. I am the Global Program Director for Best Delivery. And with me today, I've got a panel of uh, experienced legal project managers right through from Washington, D.C., all the way through into Europe. Aaron is our Director of Legal Project Management. And Aaron, you were one of the very first legal project managers employed in Clever Chance, weren't you? So I think, if I remember rightly, that was back in 2016. I just wondered, could you tell us how did it all begin? Back in 2016, when I look at look back now, um, it's quite funny to to think of how it was then. And you know, if I'm honest, it was it was really quite undefined. Uh, no one knew, uh, probably including ourselves, how effective a project manager uh, would be on these legal transactions, and how would we add uh, value for our clients and also for our partners. And so that first sort of six months to to 12 months was all about trying to show your skills, trying to understand the business and trying to uh, build uh, relationships with our stakeholders. And I think I would just like to call out during that sort of, during that period, a, a really big influence for me was uh, a London corporate partner uh, by the name of Rob Crothers, who really helped me understand the business of Clifford Chance and gave me some great opportunities to work on uh, some large scale corporate reorganizations that enabled me to start to demonstrate some of the benefits of project management on legal transactions. I'll, t- I'll turn to Zenobia Hartfield, who's our legal project manager in um, in the States, one of our team in the States. Zenobia, you're in Washington. Uh, you got started as a, an LPM shortly after that, but how, how did that all happen for you? Um, after several years of working with the vendor, I got an opportunity to work for a large bank. And at that time, the bank was very enthusiastic about bringing on legal project managers. The goal of the bank at that time was to help increase efficiencies from their law firms and to manage the spend on the law firm side. So in this role, I was able to understand the client's needs and what the clients expected in their legal relationships with their law firms. So when I got this opportunity to work for Clifford Chance, I thought it would be a natural progression because now I could offer the insight I had gained previously to a law firm to help them better service their clients. And um, I've been here at the firm since 2018. And it's been a really great experience. I've worked with quite a couple good teams, and they've been very enthusiastic and energetic in terms of uh, the role. Zenobia, a good example. You're someone who's actually changed their career and switched into legal project management over the past few years. Actually, we're joined as well by Pascal Weber. Uh, Pascal works in our Germany practice. Um, Pascal, you, you kind of switched your career around more recently as well. In my in my former role, I, I worked in a as a legal consultant. So um, the, the title is a bit misleading, but I also worked kind of a legal project manager. So I, I decided to to change my role to a um, to only to a legal project manager. So I I changed um, to for chance last year, and it's great to be part of one of the biggest teams in the legal market. Mm. We're also joined by Caroline Flanagan. Uh, Caroline's one of our senior legal project managers specializing in, in corporate transactions. And Caroline, you, I wonder if you could describe what was it like when you first started out compared to what life as a legal project manager is like today? 
So I think one of the biggest changes for me is that when I started and I first became a legal project manager at the start of 2017, was that actually the majority of internal stakeholders and external clients didn't really know what the LPM role was. And that's kind of coming back to what Aaron discussed earlier. Um, it meant that there was a lot of conversations and not as much work as we do now. Whereas the biggest transition that I've seen is actually now we struggle to keep up with the demand. That demand is both internal, so coming from the lawyers that we work with, we get a lot of repeat business, but also from our clients. And one of the ways that we see that is that we're now named members of the core legal team when we're pitching to clients. First of all, because our partners want to actually say our legal project manager has a key part in this, but also because our clients want to know who will be supporting them. And we're no longer a kind of a, a face in the background making things happen. So Zenobia, is that is that right as well? I mean, was uh, have things changed so much for you in the Americas between 2018 and now? Is I mean, do you still do the same type of things, or is it is it different? I agree with Caroline, Tom. Uh, things have changed for me since 2018. I think when I originally started, I would have um, one-off assignments or a quick C report or a WIP report to the team. But I didn't really feel like I, you know, was fully incorporated. Now I look at look at myself a couple of years later, and um, I'm being used in my full service capacity, um, which is how I should be used. So I think that the transition in a very short period of time has been very positive, and I'm I'm happy about where where our team is going. Aaron, what's what's behind that? I mean, obviously, the thing that it sounds very much like the LPM team can and move up the value chain, if you like, and do uh, less just administrative stuff and and more more stuff that really makes quite a difference to the people they're working with. So, how has that happened? What's what's changed during that time? We've built up a, a pool of clients and partners and and lawyers that repeatedly want to work with our team because they see the practical value that can be offered to service delivery, the um, improving coordination or efficiencies um, to, to that project. Um, and that hard work and those success stories enabled the firm to see uh, the, the possibilities and the value the team could add, add and has really made us much more visible. Uh, and, and, and as a result, the firm has invested quite significantly. As, as Pascal pointed out, we have one of the uh, more mature uh, programs in the market. Um, we've invested in our technology, but also our coverage. I think we we now have uh, coverage across 10 countries and 12 offices. So we've grown a lot in that time, uh, and we want to constantly challenge ourselves and continuously improve. Mm. But, but Pascal, what what is it you think that's uh, created that more of that maturity? Is it the you know is it just the attitude of the people we're working with, or are there actual things in place that have made a difference? LPMs are better in, in managing the project from an organizational perspective. We have a lot of um, technology background and also the connection to the best delivery team. So I think, um, well, of course, sometimes it could be hard to get into teams that are working together for years. But I think, as, as Aaron and Kellen have said, the structure that we have set up with a, from a global perspective for the whole LPM team um, really helps to, to get into those teams um, most of the teams in Germany are, are really enthusiastic to to get involved in the program and and yeah have an LPM on their project. 
I, I certainly agree with that. Having um, managed to watch the program grow, you can see that there's there's so many more people who really understand the value that a legal project manager can bring to their client teams and, and make a big difference. But Zenobia, what type of things would you describe an LPM does today that adds, adds real value to the, the partners, the attorneys, the clients um, compared to 2018? So I think, you know, things have changed in the sense that now I'm, I'm actually helping to plan the matters with the, ma with the matter team, managing tasks. We're onboarding new associates, um, definitely involved in vendor management and their billing, um, managing our team calendar, planning team meetings and agendas, summarizing those meetings, communications with the client, um, mm -hmm. also identifying lessons learned. And being looked at as a key point of contact for all business stakeholders in the firm in terms of knowledge concerning the matter. Just to summarize, I just I now looked at as a true team member as opposed to an added accessory. Yeah. Would, I mean, Caroline, would you agree with that? I mean, being a true team member. I mean, does this mean you're doing beyond just the administration on the matter and what other type of things does a, a legal project manager do? I think one of the things that's key for me is that we're also building client relationships. Um, and that's not something that I think a few years ago any legal project manager in any firm was doing. And I think just as an example, I'm currently working on a matter with a client that I also worked on a different matter six months ago. And that came through an internal partner referral because I had built that client relationship. And so they got continuity um, through the legal project management, but also it meant that I had a head start. So I knew the client, I knew their systems, I knew how to get the information um, in an efficient way. And it just made life easier for both our internal and external stakeholders. Yeah. Pascal, you, you talked about the connection with our wider best delivery program. And for any listeners out there who are unsure about what that means, it means uh, other team members with capabilities in legal technology or lower cost resource or process improvement. How does an LPM make sure that these other capabilities like that um, can be properly deployed on, on a matter? There, there are a lot of other roles in best delivery, uh, which in Germany are sitting, for example, in the best delivery hub. Uh, in Frankfurt, and, and the LPM really helps to bring those people into the project. So, for example, um, if this project will be driven by technology, um, then we are trying to, uh, to get one of our legal technology analysts to be part of the team. Or um, if we have a very um, strict um, and streamlined process, then we maybe add our continuous improvement managers to the project. So I think the LPM can really help to um, to um, add the right people to the right project. And um, some some lawyers or partners uh, maybe don't have the time to um, get involved in best salary and, and what all roles we have um, in, in detail. So I think the LPM really can help um, to be a connection point to the best salary group. So, Carol, that's an interesting point, isn't it? I, I mean, I was thinking, though, why... Where, what is the value that an LPM is adding in that circumstance? I, mean, I think for me, I always describe a legal matter as actually having two sides. So you've got the legal matter and you've got the operational side. Uh, and an LPM can take that operational burden away from our lawyers. We can be uh, quite responsive on small queries. 
on the operational side, making sure that things happen. And we keep on top of those aspects, allowing our lawyers to focus on the tasks that they should focus on, the legal tasks, and meaning that these operational aspects get dealt with efficiently rather than becoming the tasks our lawyers have to do at the end of their working day. Do you agree with that, Zenobia? Yes, Tom. Um, our teams are much more comfortable leaning on us and leaving these sort of operational tasks on the LPM plate. Um, this allows them to focus on the substance and um, they don't have to be so worried about those conversations because they know that those conversations are being handled by competent individuals. Yeah. So I, I wonder then, you know, what, what's, what have we actually actually had to think about to try and get us to that point today where, you know, the, our attorneys are, are comfortable that our legal project managers can take care of those sorts of things and our legal project managers are actually able to bring in those different types of resources and take care of the, uh, the, the type of work on a matter. Have we, have we had to choose anything to get there? Have we, have we had to make any decisions, Caroline? I think the key point for me is that Clifford Chance chose to build a program. Um, they never chose just to hire individuals or just one person. Even as Aaron has stated, you know, he was the first of three. Um, it didn't just start off as an individual. It started off as a team. And we've really expanded that. So we aren't just individuals in different offices and different teams. We are a, a global program. And working under one umbrella and working together. Uh, Aaron, you, I know you yeah, have been there from the beginning and played a big role in turning it into a global program. So we, uh, uh, if we started out in three, with three in London in 2016, where have we got to today? And we now have coverage across um, uh, 10 countries and 12 offices, and and the team has gone from sort of its embryonic stage of three people to sort of anywhere between 35 and 40 people, to, uh, depending on uh, uh, what, uh, where we are in the year. Um, it, in terms of how we got there, I think it all comes back down to the points that the team has described. It's about hard work, it's about demonstrating value, taking away some of the operational um, uh, challenges from our lawyers, but also making sure that the services that we are providing improves the client experience and that the clients go away uh, from these large transactions that we work on uh, with a really good experience, not only in that they had great technical legal advice, but that they've uh, been kept up to date, that they understood the plan, that they knew the milestones, that we were tracking it, that budget was managed, that scope was controlled, and that all these points add to a really, really uh, positive client experience in addition to the legal advice. Mm. Very interesting observation about client experience. Zenobia, what, what type of things are you doing uh, to help people when they're all at home? I've had meetings with partners um, to help our partners understand how our team works and our capabilities so that they're able to communicate to our clients about how things will change and how we'll be able to work seamlessly despite being at home. Um, we've also had uh, technology demonstrations um, to show the advantages of technology and what technology can do now that we're in more virtual climate. Um, and this helps to improve our clients' confidence in our continuing to meet and exceed their expectations despite our working from home. Caroline, is, uh, is it always that easy? I mean, if, are there any examples of some really challenging processes you've had to take care of and while you're at home? Is it, is it still so seamless? I think 
with the help of our best delivery colleagues and, and using the legal technology stack that we have available to us, we have seen challenges, but we've overcome them. And, you know, there's a great example uh, within our London corporate team of one of our legal project managers um, essentially project managing a full due diligence process across a number of jurisdictions, across a number of specialty teams, completely remotely. So this was done paper-free, virtually, through telephone calls um, and, you know, conference calls online, because we use that technology in a really smart way. And I think that's a it's a success not just for the legal project manager involved, but also for the, the legal team and for the wider best delivery offer, offering that we put together. So let's turn to the future now and think, well, okay, well, maybe there's maybe there's there's more to come for the legal project management program. So Aaron, what do you think the future of legal project management might look like? If I look at legal project management at Clifford Chance, I think that you know, yes, we have come a long way, um, but I think that you know we've we've got a uh, a really committed team that really is constantly wanting to evolve and adapt our service to make sure that the services we are uh, providing delight our clients, and so I I expect that to continue. Um, if I look at the industry and the wider piece, I think that you know, there will be a focus on how do we professionalise these roles within the legal setting. Uh, how do we make sure that people see these types of roles as alternative career paths within the legal services uh, profession? And how do we sort of start to accredit, uh, adapt accreditations and, uh, and memberships and, and whatnot to, to these particular roles? Because uh, I don't think legal project management is, is going to go away. If anything, it's going to get bigger uh, and, uh, and grow. Pascal, do you agree? I mean, is, is legal project management here to stay or to grow? Yeah, I, I totally agree to what Aaron said. And um, I, maybe to add one one aspect, I also think that also our clients will invest more in legal project management and they, more and more legal project manager will, will then be on the other side. So I think we, we need to start thinking of how we can work together with other legal project managers. And um, in for, for example, in Germany, some clients already started to set up legal operations centers and um, they, they are very similar to our best delivery group. So in the future, I see more and more people working um, between best delivery and, and other legal operations center as well. Zenobia, do you see more client engagement in the future? Is that something you see in Americas? I do. I think um, the next step for our, our team would be to go onto the client site um, and to help them understand what we do and gain more insight into what they want and what they expect from the law firms. Um, this will be clearly important for us where LPMs can't be on every piece of work. So, you know, having that wide knowledge will allow us to, you know, do a one-stop shop and, you know, address the issues that the client might have that we can't necessarily be fully engaged on. Um, thanks. And, and to wrap up, Caroline, would you also agree with that? Do you, do you see the LPM role expanding beyond uh, our, uh, our partners and lawyers? Do you see your yourself offering some kind of service to your clients too? Actually, Tom, we're already doing that in pockets. Um, and I say in pockets because, you know, it's at its infancy of this alternative offering. But we are offering legal project management training to some of our global clients. And so we're helping them to understand for their own internal processes how they can apply some of this best practice so that they facilitate internal efficiencies, but also improve how they engage with 
their external law firms. And that creates just a, a better outcome for everyone, really. From my point of view, it's great to hear how those organizations wishing to build a legal project management program probably need to accept that it's, it, it feels like it's baby steps to, be, to, to begin with, but building the credibility and trust with the people you're working with seems to allow you to do um, a much broader, or provide a much broader service to them and build more credibility and hence build, a, build the program as well. So um, just to wrap up, I say thank you very, very much to uh, Zenobia, Pascal, Aaron, and Caroline for joining me. Thank you for those of you who dialed in to listen to this podcast. Um, as I said, there, there are more, um, more podcasts and more insights you can read and listen to and learn about on our insights page on cliverchance.com. You have been listening to the Clever Chance podcast, so please do subscribe by visiting cliverchance.com and follow us on LinkedIn. My name is Tom Slate. Thank you very much for listening. Mm-hmm.